Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Okay, everything's recording. My my cat is grooming herself, so now's the time. Now's the time. Yep. Okay, great. <laughs> we should just use that as our intro. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with that. Whatever. Okay, let's do it. That's our intro. That's uh, the intro. Shireen's cool. cat is grooming herself, and yep. that means that this is It Could Happen Here. Uh, and um, I am James Stout, and I'm joined by Shireen Eunice. Yes. And, and not, not her cat. She's just she's just rowdy, and I have to really sometimes plan recording times around her schedule, and okay. it's that's just good. the way my life is now, and that's yeah, fine. that's the attention she deserves. <laughs> yes, exactly. none of this is as important as yeah, your cat, but it's a bit of a serious one, sadly. Yes. Um, so I want to talk more again about the border, something we've spoken about a little bit, um, and something I kind of want to keep coming back to because things haven't really got any better. In fact, they've potentially got worse. So where I want to start is last month, and um, we're recording this on what the fourth of April, so mm-hmm. uh, just over a week ago, I think. A fire the in a detention. The twenty eighth, was it? Okay, yeah. What's that? Three. Yeah, a week ago. A week mm-hmm. ago today, a fire in a detention center in Ciudad Juarez killed forty one migrants being detained there. More than two dozen other people were seriously injured, and every single one of the about one hundred people detained in the um, migrant detention center was hurt in the fire. The reason that every single person was hurt um, became clear in a video obtained by Texas Public Radio uh, and later confirmed by the government in Mexico. It shows two people dressed as guards rushing to the camera frame. You can see people in the cells just really pulling and kicking and beating on the bars. Uh, mm-hmm. The guards sort of run up to the doors, but they don't really appear to make any effort to open them or to let the people out of the cells. Instead, they hurry away as clouds of smoke begin to fill 
the corners of the cells. Gradually, the smoke fills up the whole screen until you can't see anything else, and the men in the cells are left to die. Hmm. It's it's horrifying. Yeah, it, it's one of the worst deaths that's available to a human being, and, and the fact that people who are already incredibly desperate and, and have taken huge risks to get there um, died like literally yards from the United States mm-hmm. border uh, is just it's almost kind of unfathomably cruel but what is in a way crueler is this statement made by the US ambassador to Mexico Ken Salazar he said the tragedy illustrated the dangerous rifts in traveling north and he cited the loss of life in two recent smuggling incidents in San Antonio and in the southern Mexican state of Chiapas these cases he said are a reminder of the risks of irregular migration what we're talking about here isn't a consequence of irregular migration, really, right? Because these people weren't in the hands of criminals or mm-hmm. coyotes or cartels. Uh, they were in the hands of the Mexican government when they yeah. died. Uh, and, and for him to blame this on irregular migration, I think, is is very indicative of the way the Biden administration has approached migration policy, which is to com- to try and always obfuscate and, and shirk the responsibility for the cruel things that it's doing, for the consequences of its policies and its actions, um, which I want to get into more. I don't want to linger on this fire too much because, A, it, it's unfathomably awful. Uh, and, like, I, I don't think it, I don't think we need to spend hours and hours, like, going over something for, for people to know that, mm-hmm. like, there is no situation in which the government should burn fucking 40 people alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, like, um, it, it's inexcusable. Um, we know that, like, it was the shelter was set up in 2019, uh, and I want to get into why this shelter, that which seems to have been a pretty terrible condition to begin with, was set up in 2019. Why people who came to the United States to try and have a better life, a safer life, ended up in a shelter in Mexico, and how we've created a system where people keep dying at our southern border, mm-hmm. right? Some of this will be stuff we've covered before. If people have listened to the other stuff I've done on the border, if people have listened to the butterfly sanctuary episodes, they'll be familiar with some of Biden's border policies. But I wanted to address these. Did you see that they lowered the death toll from 40 to 38, I guess, after hospital visits? Like, that's the one part that I've read that is nice so far. Is that but that's two nice. People have yeah, survived. that is good. I've seen 38, 39, and 41. I wasn't sure what. The yeah. exact so thirty eight is the newest. Right one. now, I'm reading thirty eight. After it was on, it was forty, and it was lowered to yeah. thirty eight. Okay, yeah. wow, two people were reanimated. Yeah, um, I mean, it's I mean, it's just like they're probably in terrible condition. Like they're yeah, probably yeah. going, they're having like life changing, if not like all like it's just terrible. No, yeah, um, and like access to care for those people. I mm-hmm. mean, those people may have access to care, right? Because what happened was high profile and it was in the news, but like generally access to care for people. Like I have seen, I, like, I've seen a person die because they don't have access to their medicines that, that are very cheap and very easily mm-hmm. available. Um, Like again, like we're talking feet, like I could throw a tennis ball into the United States from where it was standing. Yeah. Uh, and that's because this system treats people like numbers, not people. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, the migration center is like a, a like a big jail. You know what I mean? It doesn't even. I don't yeah, know. I, it's like an old timey fucking Western jail with people yeah. crammed into cells um, with with you know like legit bars on the walls. Mm-hmm. Um, so shelter conditions in Mexican detention are often very poor, and those conditions have been exacerbated by something called Title Forty Two. People have probably heard about Title Forty Two a lot. 
There's a lot to say about Title 42, but very briefly, it's a Trump-era public health policy that invokes a public health rule to push asylum seekers out of the US and into Mexico, regardless of whether or not they might legally qualify for asylum. This shelter was stood up as a consequence of something called the Migrant Protection Protocol. Um, people call it the Migrant Persecution Protocol because that's more accurate. Right. But um, I was going to say, like, wow, doing a, yeah, a great job with that. <laughs> yeah, uh, like pe- people enjoy being wrong about George Orwell, but this shit is perfectly Orwellian. Right? Oh yeah, um, mm-hmm. to call a policy which kills little fucking children the Migrant Protection Policy is uh, is dark. Mm-hmm. Um, they call it, it's often called Remain in Mexico as well. Um, which is what it does. It requires people to remain in Mexico while their asylum claim is processed, despite the fact that this might not be a safe country for them and that this might violate various international laws and conventions uh, on asylum, but the US doesn't subscribe to all of those, as we're going to find out. Um, Now, Title 42 has been through some legal ping pong recently, right, with with Biden sort of uh, trying to get rid of it, also defending it in court, a bunch of conservative states suing to keep it. Um, So let's explain a little bit of where we're at with Title 42 right now. Um, It's actually set to expire on May the 11th. Uh, The Biden administration is rolling out plans that will continue to restrict migrant access after May the 11th because they're concerned about like a large influx of migrants, which I just want to point out was always going to fucking happen Mm -hmm. when when you like pushed people just the other side of your fictional line in the sand. And then at some point you're going to have to stop because at some point Mexico is already the third most popular country in the world for asylum Mm -hmm. um, and you can't force this all on them. Um, So since it was first implemented in 2020, the government has used Title 42 to expel migrants from the US-Mexico border nearly 2.7 million times. Um, That doesn't mean... You will see these statistics quoted constantly, uh, credulously, by people who don't understand what the fuck they're talking about, and it really makes Mm. me angry. That doesn't mean 2.7 million people, right? Um, Because Title 42 makes people cross more than once. It creates this kind of loop where DHS, right, normally CBP or Border Patrol, sorry, picks people up and dumps them back in Mexico without processing them. And... Those people are now in a place they don't know. They don't have any family. They don't have any hope. They don't have any money. And all they do is kick their heels until they can find a way to cross again or someone to cross them again. And sometimes people who are facilitating those crossings will offer them unlimited crossings. So they, they'll pay uh, someone to smuggle them across, right? And that person will say, well, you get unlimited crossings. Like I didn't even realize. It was, I, mean, I didn't know it was so... Um... Like standard, they're like, okay, this is going to happen. You're going to get a limited cross. You know what I mean? Like, they're they're expecting it to be this like perpetual loop. Yeah, I mean, they a few years ago maybe they wouldn't have done, but another way that this is sometimes termed is catch and release, which they're not Mm -hmm. fucking fish. Um, You shouldn't do that to fish either. It's not very nice to fish, but um, I mean, it's dehumanizing. Yeah, it's extremely fucking dehumanizing, right? And um, what it does and what. I've seen what and I'm not, it's not like a unique insight of mine is that it forces people to cross in more and more dangerous areas. So like you combine that with a wall um, and the fact that like it's very well documented that the Trump administration wanted to maximize the amount of miles of wall it built. And mm-hmm. If you remember in one of the presidential debates, he made a claim about a certain number of miles of a new wall yes. he built. Yes. Yeah, he was just speaking out of his ass. Mm-hmm. Um, I foiled it like the next day and. Uh, they were like 
big they provide a number of different numbers or many of which relied heavily on repairing existing mm-hmm. border fence uh, but they just went like hammer and tongs trying to build new sections of wall to include skipping areas where it was harder to build valleys mountains that mm-hmm. kind of thing right and so what this wall does is it forces people through the areas where it's hardest to cross and those are the areas where it's easiest to die and so these people are now forced to make riskier and riskier crossings to try and avoid getting caught um, or to wait in Mexico where they're at a very high risk of abduction or sexual assault, extortion or violence, right? And we'll come on to maybe a couple of those stories later um, just from people I've talked to. The result of this policy is that border cities in Mexico are flooded with migrants and often with soldiers sent there to supposedly keep the peace. Last month, the Mexican National Guard and the immigration authorities raided a hotel full of Venezuelan migrants in Juarez. Local news outlets reported that the migrants, mostly young men, threw stones at the officials and a brawl ensued, and eventually they called off the raid. In another incident, authorities raided a church and dragged off a number of Venezuelan migrants who had been given sanctuary there. Some were beaten, and one advocate said they were essentially tortured. Whoa. This prompted, yeah, it's this is horrific, right? Like mm-hmm. a lot of the, so a lot of the young men in, in the uh, it was all men in, in the um, detention center that caught fire, and most of them were from Venezuela, right? And yeah. the place like I've lived in Venezuela, I uh, I have a lot of sympathy for those people. Um, and yeah, the actually, I found a, like a breakdown, I guess, of, of mm-hmm. there was thirteen Hondurians, twelve Salvadorians, twelve Venezuelans, a Colombian, and an Ecuadorian. So, I mean, even that's crazy. Like, there's so many people from all of those countries. It's, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see a bit later that there are certain um, pathways, like for Venezuelan people, there are some pathways um, that don't exist for other people. Mm. That they're, they're insufficient and they're, they're uh, how do I say this, unfair, uh, but but sort of they exist. But yeah, those people from from those countries, we see a lot of Haitian people at the border here too. Um, but yeah, that, that's a pretty common kind of uh, like border mix up right. uh, of folks. Um, unfortunately, often you won't see Haitian folks, uh, that there are sort of segregations even within the migrant community and often Haitian folks is kind of segregated out, which is which is unfortunate. They, they, like I thought the horrors one is kind of that's the population breakdown. Like wouldn't the Haitian border crossing be like somewhere else? Uh, a dumb that, thing to say. It's trying, no, no, no. <laughs> that's not dumb at all. Um, I, I don't know what the breakdown... I know there are Haitian people in Juarez. Um, I know there are a lot of Cuban folks in Juarez too, and they've kind of... Some of them have stayed in Juarez and, and established kind of their own communities. And that's had some sort of... Uh, some negative results for anti-migrant feeling in Juarez from what I've heard. Um, I know there are a lot of Haitian folks in Tijuana. Mm. A lot of the Haitian people come f- via Brazil, where they've spent time uh, like preparing for the Olympics that were there uh, and building stadium and stuff. So a lot of them tell me they've come up from Brazil. And then obviously with like increased violence in Haiti now, uh, you'll see more Haitian people again. There's a decent Haitian community that also is established in Tijuana and has is they, that it's their home now, right? Oh, like, I had no idea, to be honest. So now I know. I, I'll, I'll accept being a little bit dumb so everyone can learn. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. No, it's, it's not very well reported on. Um, and I think it's... I, honestly, people have stopped reporting on it since 2020 as well. Like since mm. like orange man bad stop being like the right. prevailing like yeah. mass media message uh, no one gives a fuck about migrants anymore like there's a pronounced drop off when i cross um of people and i don't know Pete, there are some very good reporters of course you know we've spoken to some of them in tijuana and in, in san diego um but uh, 
yeah, you just there was a lot of parachute reporting on migration in the Trump era. Um, some of it very bad. Um, some of it by people who didn't have the language skills to be working there and didn't understand what was respectful or what wasn't and things like that. So like, I have strong feelings about how the migrant caravan in 2018 was was reported on, for instance. Yeah. But yeah, you'll definitely see a ton of Haitian people. And, and the, Biden has gone exceptionally hard. Um, I'll, I'll include a link at the bottom of like a piece I wrote for NBC about Biden's anti-Haitian bullshit. But like... Um, exceptionally hard specifically against the Haitians says that you can find a tweet um, from the Haitian, the United States Embassy in, in Haiti uh, where it's just got a picture of Biden I think it, it says don't come I'm paraphrasing oh but it, like it's a, the official account yeah That's yeah no so it's funny. wild like yeah. you don't see this in other countries either even you know they, they've made like they've made um, there's a ton of special exemptions for people from Ukraine right it, it's right. hard not to of see course. that shit as racist of course yeah of course it's Ukraine yeah yeah, right, because uh, the Which only great. country... This, it's, it's also yeah. great, but also you have to look at the... Like, why did that happen? Right, and if we can't, like, express, like... like Russian bombs kill kids in Myanmar too, right? Russian mm-hmm. bombs kill kids all over fucking Africa. Uh, and if we can't have solidarity with them, and we can with Ukrainian people, then, I'd like, it's hard for me not to see that as to do with their skin colour. Yeah. And then that is bullshit. Um, so, yeah, Title 42 will end in May, when the COVID public health emergency order expires. Biden um, said earlier on that he would end Title 42. He then faced these lawsuits from conservative states. But at the same time, the Biden administration fiercely defended Title 42 in litigation brought by the ACLU and other groups challenging the policy. And even the CDC, right? The CDC, Center for Disease Control, was like, no, this shit isn't necessary and it's cool. We, mm-hmm. we should stop. Um, the government has argued that public health concerns for letting migrants into the country due to continued threat of COVID-19 outweigh the possible harms done to migrants who return to cities like Nogales, Ciudad Juarez, or Tijuana. Um, yeah, like it's, you don't even need a COVID test to fly into this country now, I don't think, right? Well, like, yeah. if my family come visit me. Um, so the end of the emergency kind of makes that a moot point, right? Like, you can't have a public health order to protect us from a disease, which you're right. saying isn't a problem anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but the damage that this has done will take years to rectify. And the backlog that it's created is already being used as an excuse to do more cruel and inhumane things to, to people who are just looking for a fair crack at life. And Shireen, do you know what won't uh, build a wall around itself <laughs> and force people to uh, risk their life to get here? You tell me, James. Well, what is it? It is uh, these silver coins uh, that have Ronald Reagan on them, who oh. probably outflanks our current immigration policy to That's the left. That's our guy. Yep. Uncle Ron. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER
Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Okay, we're back. Uh, thank you, Ronald Reagan. Uh, <laughs> or maybe it was a gold advert. I hope it was a gold advert because I know that everyone enjoys those so much. <laughs> Please don't message Sophie about the fucking gold things. We know. Yeah, we know. We know. We know. Trust us, we know. <laughs> yeah. It's also, it's just funny. It's funny to me that someone is buying gold adverts and presumably none of our listeners are buying gold and yet I have healthcare now. I mean, it must be working somewhere. Like, you know what I mean? They're, like, why? How else would they afford to keep advertising? I don't know. Yeah, I don't <laughs> Someone's know. doing uh, something. Yeah, yeah. It's Someone's like buying gold. Guy. It's like yeah, one yeah. guy doing gold. It's like Donald If Trump. you are that steadfast listener who buys everything we yes. advertise, like, Thank I guess. Thank you so much for our yeah, paychecks. Yeah. We salute your dedication. Yeah. Um, so... Biden hasn't really come up with a distinctive immigration policy of his own yet. Uh, Mm -hmm. Mostly, he's just kind of failed to undo the damage Trump has done, created a two-tier system in which white Ukrainians get to slip the line while black and brown migrants wait in terrible conditions. And for some reason, he's gone as hard as fuck as he can to stop Haitians coming here, uh, which the reason might be pretty obvious to some of you. Uh, Oh, and we're still building the wall, but we're calling it a barrier now. And of course. So, yeah. yeah, it's totally different. Rebrand. Uh, it's yeah. rebranded. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have a little plate on the top. It's a slightly different shape. Uh, you can, like, if you scroll back far enough on my Twitter, you can find comparison pictures of the Biden barrier and the Trump wall. But um, It's like literally it's, just like a glow up, like a, like a, like a <laughs> terrible, horrifying glow up. Yes. Yeah. The wall's having its little, uh, it's, it's a freedom wall now or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, if, if you all don't follow the Butterfly Sanctuary, well, high value Twitter account, um, sometimes stealing automatic rifles not stealing i should say but uh, national guard Acquiring. leaving automatic rifles yeah. on her property that she takes care of but yeah you can listen to our butterfly sanctuary episodes for more on like the biden barrier but we're more than halfway through biden's term now and we're beginning to see him take aim at something resembling a border policy on his own uh, at the same time because we're more than halfway through his term or perhaps just because he never intended to fulfill his campaign policies about being kind to migrants he's trying to Move towards the center and the center of US politics is like somewhere to the right of Attila the Hun these days. So mm-hmm. uh, he's been hit pretty hard by the Republicans on immigration. And 
it's worth pointing out that he's been hit pretty hard on largely on just shit that's made up or misunderstandings of this the number of of interactions that border patrol has or willful or, or, or unwillful i don't know but um many of the critiques are in pretty bad faith but nonetheless like it's been an area where they've criticized him right and so mm. he's trying to move towards the quote unquote center on that with these new policies. So he's proposed, or his administration has proposed something called a transit ban. The transit ban, people might remember, and the, the initial kind of proposal of this was made by Stephen Miller, a uh, dude who looks like a lollipop and also <laughs> like a white nationalist. That's and a great... Uh, he, his head is too big for his neck. He's shiny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's not the only thing that's wrong with him. Uh, <laughs> so... This proposal would render migrants ineligible for U.S. asylum if they cross the southern border illegally after failing to ask for humanitarian refuge in another country they traveled through, such as Mexico. Right, so unless you somehow come straight to the U.S., which you can't do because you can't get on a flight to the U.S. Um, without the correct travel documents, then you'd have to travel through another country, right? And they're saying that you should apply for asylum there. Uh, in practice, this would bar most non-Mexican asylum seekers unless he took advantage of one of the programs that Biden has proposed to allow people in Nicaragua, Cuba, Haiti, and Venezuela with a U.S. sponsor under a humanitarian parole program where they apply from their home country and then get to credentials to travel. So they'd stay in, in Cuba or whatever. Right? Um, now, this might not be safe for some people to do in those countries, mm -hmm. um, but they have a, a means to get here. It's metered, I think, at 30000 a month, those people from those same countries enduring the same conditions, if they came here on their own and then applied to asylum as is their right under US law once they entered the country, right? And, and it's worth noting that like most people coming in that like want to apply for asylum. So they, they will wanted to turn themselves. That might have changed a little with Title 42, but previously people were seeking to turn themselves in, mm -hmm. right? And say, hey, I'm here to apply for asylum. They can now be expelled under this legislation, right? Wow. So they, if they don't use this or they don't have a US sponsor, which kind mm -hmm. of creates, you shouldn't have to know someone in America, yeah. right, to, to come here and avail yourselves of basic human rights. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's purposely like getting people out of the, the, the group that can go in. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's excluding people, but it's yeah. just like yeah, by it's default. Just, right, thousands of people. Yeah. Um, and it, this, Legislation now allows them for them to be for expedited processing and expulsion. Um, if people do want to apply for asylum at the southern border, they need to use an app which is called CBP One. Um, That's just the craziest thing I've heard in a while. Sorry. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> I'm like, I'm on another planet. Like, what? What? I don't know. <laughs> it is incredibly powerful, like lib brain. Yeah. Uh, to be like, don't worry, we've made the app. Uh, we've got you. Like, it assumes that people have. The app is not available in all the languages that people speak. Like, of course not. Yeah. Like last time I was at the border, like I had, a, I worked with a colleague who spoke a Romo. Uh, I speak French. He spoke Haitian Creole, Spanish, Russian, Ukrainian. Right. Like, like those are people I interviewed in in an, in an afternoon. Uh, you know, there are dozens of languages. So, um, the app isn't available in those languages. The app is a giant clusterfuck. It doesn't work. It crashes all the time. Like you can find like like little kids, uh, little kids who come up from Tijuana to go to school who like can tell you ten things that are wrong about this app. Uh, but you can also find people who make six figure salaries in Washington who think it's great. Right. Regardless, it's a fucking app on a fucking device that is just like like I don't know. I think it's just so. 
lazy. It's lazy and, and stupid. I don't like yeah. it. Yes, it is both of those things. It assumes people have a cell phone, which they yes, might not. very elitist. Yes, exactly. Yeah, like it maybe your phone could get stolen. Um, be fucking someone could book all these trying games. Like there's a million ways. It, it assumes you've got fucking broadband connectivity. Mm-hmm. You know, Wi-Fi, all these things. It's yeah, it's just insane. Like it, it's amazing how detached one can be from reality and still be the person in charge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. What if no people in charge? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So migrants crossing the border without documents can be subjected to expedited removal, as I said. Um, The proposed regulations indicate that migrants from Cuba, Nicaragua, and Venezuela uh, who generally cannot be deported due to strained relations with the governments there, would face deportation to Mexico instead, um, which fucking just, again, yeah. makes this someone else's problem, yeah. right? Um, a dozen Senate, Senate Democrats called the proposed asylum restrictions unlawful and counterproductive. Um, they joined thousands of migrant advocates and organizations, including the United Nations Refugee Agency, in imploring the administration to immediately withdraw the regulation. So it's, there's a period of public comment, which is what's happening right. at the moment, right? So mm-hmm. um, he's found a policy which no one likes, uh, both from the right and from you know the, 
people are allowed to live with dignity. So right. I, that's that's um, hard it, to do. That's hard to do. Well, you're never. He's never gonna fucking improve. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what the like tramplicants want, but like, it's some version of machine guns on top of a wall, killing little children. Yeah, uh, and uh, you could just be a decent person, or you could try and placate fucking psychopathic Fox News people. So Mexico is already the third most popular destination for people seeking asylum in the world after United States and Germany. Um, in Mexico, asylum seekers have to stay in the state where they apply. And that's resulted in large numbers of people being concentrated in uh, places like Tapachula on the southern border with Guatemala. Um, and, and that creates like an infrastructure issue there, right? Which uh, it's also worth, like, I'm sure people are well aware that like, I wonder why all these countries have been fucking destabilized, right? I wonder if, exactly, if, there, yeah. if there was a country which helped do that for decades. Why are they and leaving their their home? Like, why can't they go back home? Like, yeah, like, you know why is it like, safe there? Yeah, um, yeah. If only the Clash had written a song about it for us to understand better. <laughs> and so, Mexico granted sixty one percent of asylum requests from January through November last year, compared to forty six percent in the USA for fiscal year twenty twenty two. That is an increase of a low of 27% under Trump, uh, but it but it still suggests that more than half the people get sent back, right? And where the fuck do they get sent back to if, if they can't reliably go back to their home country safely? Um, Mexico abides by something called the Cartagena Declaration, which promises a safe haven to anyone threatened by generalized violence, foreign aggression, internal conflicts, massive violation of human rights, or other circumstances which have seriously disturbed public order. The US... Ha- currently observes a narrow definition that requires a person to have been individually targeted. That's a distinct thing, right? For limited Mm -hmm. reasons, as spelled out in the UN Refugee Convention. But it appears that the Biden administration has plans to retrain DHS agents, and they're currently telling them, or they seem to be proposing to tell them, I should say, to let migrants enter the US to pursue protection only if they qualify under the International Convention Against Torture, which... It's an absurdly oh high my bar, God. right? Yeah, like against torture. Wow. Yeah, that's I mean, not the word that, that, I thought we were going to say after all of that. No, yeah, <laughs> it, it's an it's it's a ridiculously high bar. Like there are very real things you could be afraid of. Like I've spoken yeah. to people who's have escaped like forced sex work, right? Who've had members of their family killed, mm-hmm. threats made to their own lives. None of those. Maybe the forced sex work is torture, but. Um, Maybe right. some of those things wouldn't meet that bar, but I think any reasonable human being, right? If you met someone in the street and they said, "Hey, so my, you know, so and so killed my daughter and my father and my uncle," and they said they're going to kill me, you'd say, "Like, come into my house, I'll look after you." But there's a country where saying, "Fuck you, you're on your own." Um, yeah, that's that's not how you be a good neighbor. Um, a source on the inside of the administration recently has reported that the Biden administration is considering reviving the practice of detaining migrant families caught crossing the U.S.-Mexico border illegally. Um, so this is this is the thing that uh, that that all the people were very upset about right? the, the no more kids in cages thing. Mm-hmm. But we fucking doing that again as well, I yeah. guess. Uh, we, we won't. They they likely won't do uh, like separation. Of minors, which which is what they did before, right? They, they took the kids away from their parents and yeah. detained them separately, which is just fuck it. Like I cannot imagine. Um, it gets I mean, still. It's just yeah, it's just unspeakable trauma and like just like for both for everybody involved. Uh, I mean, like same with the wall though. Like it's just the same thing. We're the same thing is happening. It's just like marketed differently. It's just like packaged in a different way, and it's still fucking terrible. Yeah, like, I just, 
I, I don't know what you expect these fucking people to do. Like, and I don't know how you, how you expect someone like, even if you're purely self-interested and you're just concerned about like us security and, and like, you know, making America mm-hmm. great again or whatever. Um, like if you lock little children up, like they're going to fucking hate you and you can't yeah. blame them. Like it, it's, it's, it's inhumane. It's, it's what dictators do. It's, it's fucking unfathomable, but it also like drives me like just insane to think about people that are actually there in, in the flesh, like that, that see people like, like children crying or something. And like, just, there's so much terrible things going on and no one does. There's not enough. I don't know. I just, I can't imagine doing that. It just be like, okay, my job is this and I'm going to continue. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. No, I don't like it either. Like, this, of all of the things I've reported on, and like I've reported on some dark shit, uh, and, and like been to some dangerous places, etc. Like, nothing has been harder for me to get over than little kids at the border. Um, mm-hmm. uh, like, I have hundreds of stories about it, but I can remember one little girl. Um, this shit makes me want to cry. Um, I remember this one little girl who um, she'd left her teddy bear behind. She mm-hmm. wanted a teddy bear, and like. This little girl's like living in a fucking tent, right? This is in 2018 when, um, when the, like the midterms were happening. So they were holding a large group of people right next to the border, right? They were staying in a baseball stadium. And myself and some friends had gone to help. Um, and this little girl was just like the sweetest little kid. Like she came up, she was holding my hand. Um, and then I asked if she wanted to go on my shoulders. She wanted to go on my shoulders, you know? And at this point, the way that they were getting people to leave that area and go to another area was by cutting off their access to water. Um, oh my god so like we were able to get some water and we were able to give them like as much water as we could buy on our credit cards and i asked her like what she wanted and she said she'd had to leave her teddy bear behind and it just fucking broke my heart like Mm -hmm. uh without like you know going into too much personal trauma details like that shit kept me from sleeping for weeks uh and uh i found it so hard to come back it was like 2018 around november i guess and like go to like a I remember someone was having some Thanksgiving thing and just, uh, mm. yeah, I just wanted to fucking shout at everyone and be like, what the fuck yeah. is wrong with you? Uh, anyway, so I went and bought her no, a it's, teddy That's devastating. It's especially yeah. from a, from a child, you know, like their, their experience and their perspective is just like, just, I don't know. You see how raw it is. Yeah. Like, I, I know, no, children shouldn't be treated like that full no. stop. Like we mm-hmm. shouldn't be. Standing in the parking lot of a fucking Tommy Hilfiger discount store in San Diego, launching tear gas at little children in, in Mexico is, is one of the, like, the images of like, what America does to people that will stick with me forever. Um, it's, yeah. It's, well, I'm, glad it, you yeah. Were, I'm glad you were down there helping, though. Like, especially getting, carting their access off to water is like, the mo- like one of the most inhumane things. But then again, it's all very inhumane. But, yeah, yeah. And that time was difficult uh, for everyone involved. I, that was also one of the most impressive. Uh, this is one of the times when large NGOs weren't allowed to operate because of various concerns and legal things. So the entirety of the aid effort for those people was done through mutual aid, right? Through mm-hmm. completely ad hoc mechanisms. There were church people, um, people from various migrant advocacy groups in San Diego, people from El Otro Lado, who we've spoken to on the podcast. That's how I met them for the first time. A number of those people actually were surveilled by Border Patrol, uh, as we found out two years later, wow. um, and had 
warrants on them, etc. But everyone who came came like not because it was a job, because it was the right thing to do. And like there wasn't a day I was down there that there weren't people turning up with trucks full of stuff. Um, wow. This is my friend and I. Uh, someone managed to get us a projector from their workplace. I don't know how they got a projector from their workplace. I don't care. Uh, and a bunch of DVDs. My friend used to be an electrician. Mm-hmm. And they moved everyone to a nightclub. Uh, it was a nightclub and another part of Tijuana, at an old nightclub, old and massive. Thousands of people were in this big kind of open air nightclub situation. It was very strange. They had the women and the young children in one area that, like, very clearly had been a pole dance room. Uh, yeah. So, like, anyway, uh, and they had like these bars that were like you know like a balcony area. Mm-hmm. So we went up to the balcony area, and then me and a couple of these older. Um, kids who with the migrant group were able to get like climb across the roof, find some wires, connect a projector, um, and uh, do a little make a little movie theater Aww. for the children. And they, I remember they were watching like Beverly Hills Chihuahua. That's uh, so sweet. When I left, and yeah, they were having like just those little gestures are so important, though. Like it's yeah. I yeah. mean, it doesn't fucking fix anything, but if they can have two hours of watching a film about a dog or whatever, and be yeah. uh, like not Let there them for have a moment. That. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, they deserve that. And they deserve a lot more than that. But yeah, it was those little nice things that made it bearable, I guess. But yeah, there was, I still have like fairly disturbing recollections of lots of things I've seen on the border. Uh, So let's just do a quote from Joe Biden. Um, Because we do do love a bit of Joe Biden. Uh, My message is this. If you're trying to leave Cuba, Nicaragua or Haiti, have agreed to begin a journey to America, do not, do not just show up at the border. Stay where you are and apply legally. Starting today, if you don't apply through the legal process, you will not be eligible for this new parole program. Uh, anyway, Joe Biden could go fuck himself, but uh, <laughs> yeah. um, I think that, I hope, I hope that obviously lots of my little anecdotes have helped, but we shouldn't see these people as statistics or numbers. and We should see them as people. So I've got a couple of interviews I've done. Um, these are just ones I've went back to some notes and found. So I was just going to read them out. So uh, I won't give their names just for their own security. Um, yeah. But uh, sometimes I've used pseudonyms when I've published these. Uh, sometimes I have used their names when they're willing to use their names. Like it's 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 their choice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it should always be their choice if you're a fucking reporter and you're filming children without their consent or their parents' consent 100%. in a refugee camp. Yeah. They're not just a spectacle for your, your story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can jog on, and I hope someone throws your camera in a river. Um, <laughs> so uh, here's one. I have three daughters, age 13, 10, and 6. I've always had my own business selling food, and I paid what we would call extortion money. But with the pandemic, I couldn't pay what I owe for three or four months. They said if I didn't pay, they would burn down my shop, and me and my daughters would be raped and killed. With what little I had left, I left with my daughters. It's hard to get work here. As an immigrant, there are some jobs, but not the sort that are for me. I have to try and be an example to my kids. One day, I was juggling by the traffic lights and some guys tried to pick me up. They said they knew where I lived and they would hurt me and my daughters who I didn't work for them. They made me work in a bar. I escaped, but that's how I broke my hand. I didn't want to go to the US, but I need to leave this country now for the same reason I left my own. Um, wow. Then I'll read one more. Uh... We came from Honduras to flee the violence. We have come to this camp in the last few days, but it's scary here. We don't feel safe. There are people coming and taking photos of the children, of the women. Men offer the women here money to go with them. They try to get them to sleep with them. 
There's a woman here filming us as well. We found out she's a big activist for Donald Trump. This was in 2021. Uh, some people came to snatch a child here. Between the group, we're working to make a security committee to protect the children because there are people who would take the children here. We aren't a caravan. We're just people from all over the world who have come here for a better future. We're asking Biden. We know it's complicated and he has a lot to sort out. And we have patience. We know he has to make compromises. But please think of us here. We're in danger. Please give us a solution. It's fucking heartbreaking. Yeah, it is heartbreaking shit. I wish there was like some kind of happy ending I, I could put on this or like, mm. I don't know. Um, there are great things you can do with mutual aid groups. Um, there's uh, a group that I'm hoping to interview next week called Borderlands Relief Collective in San Diego who do kind of uh, a lot to help people crossing the border. Uh, there are groups like Al Otro Lado who you can donate to. The public comment is still available for the um, Biden's proposed new restrictions. So I guess you can comment on that if, if you think that will help. Um, I guess this is an area sometimes where talking to politicians might help uh, because they make the laws uh, that that affect people's right to kind of live with basic dignity. But yeah, I don't have a great solution to this, especially like if people aren't in a place where they, you know, people here are struggling to get by. I understand that not everyone can afford to donate. Um, of course. Yeah. But yeah, this is pretty bleak. And just because it's not like being beamed into your living rooms anymore, because orange man bad, uh, <laughs> doesn't mean that like, it's still not impossibly cruel. Yeah. It's, I mean, just because another old guy took over uh, doesn't mean like the, the same things were already there. It's not like they just poofed into thin air, like all the terrible things that were already happening. That's what I don't understand is like people just assume. I don't know what they assume. I'm not going to ramble on like that, but no. it's <laughs> just heartbreaking and you should donate if you can. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Donate, do stuff, shout at people, um, do whatever you think will, will make a difference because it, it's pretty bad. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career and here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 